I love you. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. I am the Green Craveler. Cra- I'm the Green Craveler. I'm the Green Traveler from Gorge. <laughs> I'm I'm just a little Craveler coming up from the crags in the craggies. <laughs> uh, I am the faceless. Uh, I, I don't know what else to say other than Leon. I was gonna try to come up with something, but I'm not a great comedian. Just a mediocre one. <laughs> You're the faceless lion. I'm the faceless lion. I am the faceless Leon. This is Green and Faceless on the Couch, a podcast about movies and TV. Welcome. It's a TV talks. Uh, You know, sometimes we go a long time without talking about a TV show, and then we talk about a whole bunch of them, because that's kind of how the industry works, I guess. They, They just... More just how our brains work, I guess. How our schedule works. I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, there's seasons. They got they got TV seasons, so it makes sense that TV shows kind of end around the same time. Yeah, and Marvel has been really, really nice in putting out one show at a time, and then yeah. taking off a, like a month, and then doing another show. And I know a lot of people out there are like, "When are you guys gonna talk about Andor? We want to hear about Andor." Uh, you think they are? I don't know. Maybe they are. But <laughs> yeah. I'm just so burnt out on Star Wars. I can't even force myself to watch that show. Like, yeah, I haven't even... I've been tempted, but also like... Uh, yes, which means maybe it's not so good what they've been doing with it. But I have also enjoyed I mean, it. Mandalorian was fun. I'll yeah, definitely return from Mandalorian. Great. The only problem is when I return from Mandalorian... I'm going to have to watch Boba Fett to do so from what everybody else has told me. And yeah. God damn it, I just don't want to do that. I know. But there is some good stuff in there. But it won't. It's. I know. It's It's just, I don't know what it is. We're just oversaturated. That's it. I mean, the last, like, the last 20 years have been, like, Star Wars nonstop. Like, even before Disney got their hands on it. And I haven't liked a lot of what's come out in the last few years. Like, I mean, I enjoyed enough of the new trilogy to watch it all. And, you know, I I love a lot of people who... There was a lot of people when that new trilogy of Star Wars were coming out, and they were just like, oh my god, it's so much worse than the prequel trilogy. I'm like, what? Did you watch the prequel trilogy? Yeah, did you watch... Yeah, really, yeah. That's how I felt, like, when people were complaining about it. I was like, no, this is honestly a pretty good return. Like, it's not... It's not Empire Strikes Back, but you can't, like, you can't just make the same movie over and over again. (laughs) No. But at the same time, I'm kind of done with Star Wars because, you know, like, because I've had had friends tell me that Andor is good. You know, that they've enjoyed Andor. My only problem is, you know, it's it's following a character from Rogue One. Yeah. And I just couldn't care less about Rogue One. (laughs) Like, I'll have to rewatch the movie sometime, but, like, um, when I first watched it, I was like, yeah, that was all right. <laughs> he was also, though, the character that I had the most complaints about, if I recall correctly. I know! Yeah. I know! I'm sorry, Diego Luna. You're like, he is good. I will, I will admit that Diego Luna is a good actor, but, like, I just couldn't care about that fucking guy. So, we're sorry, maybe it will end up on Bangers and Hash sometime, and this has been a terribly long preamble to say, please go check out patreon.com slash greetedfaceless. It's a beautiful site where you could help us make more of this, 
by just putting a little bit of extra cash in our pockets and we appreciate it it's not extra for us we're hoping that it's extra for you we don't have any extra (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but bangers and hash is an exclusive show that we put just on patreon so go check it out indeed indeed please do we're not even talking about star wars we're to talk about marvel's latest television show she hulk Attorney at law. Attorney at law. Oh man, this is what is this? This is still Phase Four, right? It's the yes, the last show of Phase Four in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And what a phase it's been, everybody. There have been some movies. There have been a lot of shows. It has been a roller coaster. Uh, There's been some some uh, pretty damn good stuff, and there's been some uh, okay stuff. And I haven't watched. Thor Love and Thunder yet, but I think I've watched everything I'm else. sure you'll enjoy Thor Love and Thunder. I did not, but I'm sure you will, because uh, it's... Well, you know, they. I just watched something last night that kind of blew my mind. Remember when I was... Um, oh, boy. Just give me one second. I gotta, I gotta look up something so I don't talk about this incorrectly. Oh... Uh... Well, I'm not going to find exactly what I was looking for, but uh, in in literature, there's a concept called lampshading, and it has to deal with the fourth wall. So there, anytime you break the fourth wall, it's pretty much called lampshading. But, you know, comedies, they, they use this to kind of poke fun at their what they're doing and stuff man i wish i would have watched it a second time this video because it kind of blew my mind a little bit this show is intentionally breaking the fourth wall all the time it's it's uh it's a part of the storytelling and that's totally fine that's cool but do you recall uh i might have been about a month ago now on the show where i i mentioned that my nephew had a complaint about marvel uh media and that whenever it's supposed to be serious, it's they make a funny. Well, there's a term for that. I believe it's called benthos, and it's under this umbrella concept of lampshading, where you do something that makes the audience think that something's funny, so that the serious bit that just happened is a softened blow. And so I was just, my mind was just blown that I accidentally came across the concept that my nephew was complaining about in in these movies and TV shows. I don't think that it is so much of a problem because it's funny. You know, people like levity. A lot of people like the movies because of that reason. Right. But I do think that Marvel might be a little bit afraid to take their shows seriously. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Marvel is definitely afraid to like um, take their shows a little seriously. And I feel like with this one, because it breaks the fourth wall and it's more of a comedy, they were more. It feels like they were more hands off on it. Like they were just like, eh, whatever, yeah. just let it be. Almost. And I feel like that helped it a lot more. <laughs> yeah, I mean they use the fourth wall as a plot device Mm -hmm. which honestly when it tips the scales over 
to make it obvious that hey yeah that, that we're not just we're not just breaking the fourth wall to like make sure that you're in on the joke or anything mm-hmm. we're doing it because we're trying to say something uh, and I do think that they are trying to say something a little bit at the end of this series yeah um, <laughs> mostly about women being present uh, pre- with the presentation of women in media and you know, the perception of them in our world. Right. Yeah, I, I, I will say um, I've only ever read maybe one comic that She-Hulk made an appearance in. I don't have a lot of uh, Marvel comics. Me either. Yeah, the only, the only comics I really have are written by Brian Michael Bendis of Marvel. <laughs> and um, it, most, of the, most of those are the Ultimate Spider-Man run, and she does not make an appearance at all in that, to my knowledge. And so it's, yeah, it's, I don't know how much, I assume she has to be a fourth wall breaker in the comics, but I've just never, I've never read her. And, you know, it's like, when, I, I hope that she is if they, because they really went hard on it. Yeah, they were really did. And it's like the only character I know from Marvel that does do that is, is Deadpool. So it's really right. nice to see somebody else do it and to do it really funny too. Like, um, I don't know why, like when it, the first episode of She-Hulk, if you don't know everybody, uh, She-Hulk is the cousin of Bruce Banner, and in the very first mm-hmm. episode, she's in a, a car accident with him, and she has a cut, he has a cut, he's bleeding, and their, their, his blood goes into her, she gets that gamma radiation, whatever nonsense, and becomes and because they She-Hulk. have similar genes. Yep. Yeah, she becomes She-Hulk. And, and, and the difference is, unlike, unlike Bruce, where Bruce, when he gets angry, he becomes the Hulk and he had to develop this like technology that allows him to right. control it so that he's almost always, he's basically just always the Hulk, but he's Bruce Banner in the Hulk's body. Like that's where Marvel's right. at now with it. It was also a lot of, uh, calming techniques and stuff like that too. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot, a lot of, uh, soul searching. Yeah. And, like, and, and black widow having to sing him a lullaby. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, do you remember that day? Uh, Jesus. Yeah, I remember that day. So, Sweet, what uh, are you doing? I do feel like uh the way that the arcs happen in in Marvel, while the Hulk is the least touched upon mm-hmm. out of all the characters, I, I feel like he's made the most growth uh in <laughs> his own spiritual way. Yeah. Like he's like he knows himself way better than when he was, you know, always angry. Ned, what's his fuck? Uh, what was he in the? Who? who what's that guy's name in the? Oh, Edward Norton. Norton. Yeah, yeah. I called him Ned. And I even, that. I even, I love too that they make fun of that as well. Because like uh, in this show, there's a moment where um, She-Hulk or Jennifer Walters—that's her normal human name. She's an attorney, right? And when she becomes She-Hulk, then she becomes an even bigger attorney because everybody knows her as the superhero lawyer kind of thing. Um, right. she's, she's also played by Tatiana Maslany, uh, amazingly played by Tatiana Maslany. I haven't seen yeah, her, I love her other shows. I, what else is she in? Cause like, there's other shows that she's big in. Like, know, let's it, see. she's in Orphan Black. That's the one. She's in Orphan Black. I, I watched like the first season of that and just could not that. get beyond it. I did not watch it at all. So couldn't say. And that was more of my fault than anything, just because it just wasn't my style of show. And I was already falling out with television at that time. So that's why I didn't travel on beyond it nothing to do with her acting because here she's freaking brilliant 
but I guess she was in a. I didn't. Uh, she was in a in Perry Mason, uh, which I guess they redid Perry Mason. Oh Jesus! They're redoing everything, um, man. Yeah, but she was a main character in that. Apparently, at least hmm. she was in eight episodes. But I, uh, but but what happens is like she, unlike the Hulk, where she, you know, the Hulk, as we said, needs that technology to keep him sane to keep Bruce Banner in the body of the Hulk. She right. doesn't need that. <clears throat> Jennifer Walters doesn't. She can just transform willy nilly whenever she wants to between Jennifer Walters and She Hulk. And mm-hmm. what I liked about this show is normally I don't like episodic shows. You know, I don't. I can't stand too much episodic nature, like sitcoms and all that kind of stuff. There's got to be a through line. And there was a through line with this, and I enjoyed that. And that through line is, you know, Jennifer Walters coming to terms with being She-Hulk, you know, because everybody likes She-Hulk. Right. She, you know, nobody likes Jennifer Walters. They like She-Hulk. She she goes yeah, on dating apps as Jennifer up. Walters. I love Jen. I know. Jen is great. She is great. But people don't see her that way in the show. You know, she'll be on a she'll be on a dating app and get absolutely no hits as Jennifer Walters. But the moment yeah. she puts up She-Hulk's profile, hundreds of hits. Everybody wants to swipe right on She-Hulk, and uh-huh. you know she she starts to kind of like struggle with that with that um, that personality bit. And I really I really just kind of enjoyed that. Like that was a really nice yeah. through line. It was it was, uh, and you know it really culminates. It's not. It's one of the earlier episodes, but it's after uh, a lot of big things happen. But when she goes to court with Titania, oh god, uh, yeah. Titania is played by uh, Ja Mila Jamil from The Good Place. And a Good Place? I don't remember. It's one of my favorite shows, and I don't remember the. Author <laughs> remember. I think it's The Good Place. Uh, she she's amazing in that. As Tahani, and uh, I really like I liked what she did with uh, Titania as well. She does have super strength. It doesn't. It's not. It's not really clear if it rivals She Hulk's or not. No, yeah. Uh, but She Hulk does, I guess, when basically every encounter with her, every physical <laughs> fight that they have. But right. she's ju- she's also just this like Instagram f- influencer. That's her. Th- that's her thing. Mm-hmm. She's a, a superhero that's an Instagrammer. That's that's it. Yeah. And you know, she has the 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 basic Cali uh accent going on and everything. <laughs> and she um she decides after being I after being defeated why did she break into the courtroom See, in the first episode? So that's the that's the thing remember. I was about to bring up is the biggest problem with this show, in my opinion, is things happen way too fast for no reason, quite a lot, yeah, including the do. finale. I understand the love for the finale and how they use the fourth wall to break everything, but at the same time, I, I that know. is the laziest writing I've ever yes. seen in the show. Yes, definitely. I yeah. did feel like it came off as a little lazy. Yeah. Um, but I will say that it was, it, maybe it was better than having all these fourth wall things and no big fourth wall ending exactly and i i enjoyed the fourth wall ending my problem is not to spoil the ending of the show too much in case you haven't watched it but like as we mentioned she goes through the fourth wall she literally goes to the fourth wall she goes to marvel studios and she goes into the writer's room with she hulk and she's like hey what the fuck is going on you guys gotta fix all this this shit yeah Yeah. what's going on 
And I love that. I thought that was hilarious. What I didn't yes. love was after she tells them all that, she goes back to the very ending of her show. We don't see all the stuff that she just changed. Show us yeah. the stuff that she just changed. Have her go back and then finish the story. Instead, she just tells yeah. you how everything's going to change. And they're like, we don't have the budget to do this. And like, I don't know if it was just a shot at Marvel from the writers being like, why aren't you budgeting this as much as you've budgeted other stuff? Maybe. Maybe, Maybe. it was. But I just, I could not stand that. I thought the fourth wall breaking ending was fucking hilarious and perfect until they did nothing with it and just kind of cut out everything yeah. important that she just did. And I was like, oh. I can all right. totally <laughs> agree. I don't, I feel like I was trying to get somewhere you, you with were talking. You were but... talking about Titania breaking through the wall of the courtroom oh. after, yeah, after she yeah. gets beaten by She-Hulk in that first episode, she's just dead she set decides... on ruining She-Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, exactly. So she she trademarks She Hulk as a beauty line. Yeah. And uh and she and Jennifer's like, What the fuck? I am She Hulk. And uh Whether I to want to be that it. name or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like she yeah, she thinks that the 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 name is awful at first. And it is, you know, it it's, is awful. it's it's derivative, it's um it's also um also demeaning. Yeah, uh, to but, to the character, but it is the classical name of the character. So you right, know, the, and they're trying to make it work into the, the show in a, a in a modern lens. Yeah, and I like <laughs> how they they did make it work because she really does. I mean, specifically through the fight with Titania, she she empowers it. She takes the name, yeah, and she's like, you know, you guys might have called me this because I am Hulk, but female Hulk, and it is derivative right. of the meaning. But she ends up taking it and making it her own thing, you know, her own moniker, her own, she empowers it. And I really did like how they, you know, how they tried to work it to make it, to make it work. But I mean, yeah, it is still demeaning, but like, but she, she gives it its own meaning. And I really did enjoy them doing that. I did. I did too. Yeah. Because otherwise, and, and you know, they tried to do the same thing in the Supergirl show. Right, uh, but they they did it much better here, I think, um, because like she literally goes and and fights for her name after it becomes part of her identity. Right, like, she didn't come up with it; some media guy did. Yeah, and yeah, she it just <laughs> it just became her persona, whether she wanted it or not. Right, and then Titania comes in on this, and it, like I was saying, it just really framed the whole identity crisis that is the show in that mm -hmm. one episode it, i thought it was fun and that's the nice thing about this show is it, again it's episodic there is of course through lines there's a lot of plot through lines and everything but yeah they, they, they do take every episode to like be its own thing and mm -hmm. you know coming back every single week i don't know why that that kind of made it easier to do maybe that's why i don't yeah. like sitcoms is because i binge watched sitcoms for so long i was like i'm fucking done with this you know like too many reruns on right. television and then streaming services happened and it's just like i can't do that kind of story over and over again i need something to bring me back yeah. but this being a weekly thing that brought me back it like not having to remember sure. precisely everything that's going on in the story week by week you know i was able to come back and just be like all right what are we doing today you know, like, oh, yeah. we're bringing in the abomination. Yeah. We're talking to Emil Blonsky. Uh, this is kind of fun, you know. Yeah, I, and you know, I gotta say, I was excited when Thursday came around. The first episode, I will say, is um, it's not a good first impression. No, 
I hated the first episode. It just wanted to get the origin out of the way, mm-hmm. and and you know, knowing that, I think it's okay. But they also could have done better. Yeah, that that first episode, I remember people at work watching it and being like, "Oh my god, it was so funny! We really liked it." And I was like, oh, "Okay, I'll watch it." And you know, I was already planning on it, but I was like, it "I'll was watch funny. it and see what I think." And then I watched it, and I was just like, "What the hell is this? Like, it, it's, it's all exposition. It's it's." Yeah. All just jokey Marvel stuff, and I was not feeling it. I was so off-put by it, and just not at all entertained. And then the second episode happened, I'm like, ah, this. This is the show. You know, we're, we're now attorney at law. So, they, yeah, they got all the exposition and, and bull crap out of the way up front. Because, of course, they had to set up a lot. You know, you have to make this character into She-Hulk. You have to make it so that you understand why she can control She-Hulk, as opposed to Bruce not being able to, like... There's a lot to it, and Bruce is also a huge part of it. Uh, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner is a huge part of that first episode, and then yes. after that, he just becomes a cameo <laughs> appearance. You know, he's just like, yes. he, and I like that. I feel bad for Bruce because that's, you know, he never gets his own movie, <laughs> and that so kind of became a running silly. joke throughout this entire yeah. show, is that, like, his character throughout the show keeps evolving off screen to the yeah. point where it's like, he goes to space. Then he comes back randomly and he's got a kid and it's just like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> uh, no, I can't come and help you right now, Jen. I got to go to space. I got to go to space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, I don't even think we even, uh, I mentioned earlier that they made fun of him not being Edward Norton. And that was another one of those, yeah. those moments is where like she mentioned something. And he's like, Jen, I was completely like, he's like, I was literally a different person back then. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. I love that joke. Uh, So let's talk about some of the other characters before we uh, do closing statements. So uh, Jennifer has a best friend who is her uh, paralegal named Nikki Ramos, played by Ginger Gonzaga. Also on their team is Augustus Pug Pugliese. I don't know how to say his name. Just Pug. Um, we'll just call him Pug. They call him Pug, and he's played by Josh Sigara. Because he's the one who is very PC, right? He's like, yeah, he's very deadpan. Like, yeah, all his jokes are about being PC by being P- PC. Yeah, it's it's, it's and really it's hilarious funny. too when they ask him to like go undercover and not be PC. It, it makes him like, yeah, and he's like, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> So good, man. I enjoyed it. Yeah, at first I didn't get it, though. The first couple episodes, I did not get it. I was like, what is this dude doing? But then it just got funnier and funnier. Yeah. And I I did grow to like Pug more at the end. I will say I was more of a a Nikki and and Jennifer person. Like, when they were on screen, I was more interested. Their friendship is great. Yeah. They are a lot of fun. There's also a lot of fun with... uh, uh, as I mentioned, she has that dating app. You know, she puts She-Hulk on the dating app. And there's a bunch of important dates that she goes on. Dates that don't feel important, but they do all come back as the show goes on to be more and more mm-hmm. important. And there's a lot of funny funny characters she runs into there. I guess specifically being um, Todd Phelps, played by John Bass, who is just this yeah. <laughs> disgusting, misogynistic billionaire I guy. Like... Yeah. <laughs> And he does a good and, and job he, at being easily hateable. Like, yeah, but I still don't understand his motivation at the end. No, because no. I, I also just don't want to give it away. 
Uh, but he definitely has this huge crush on She-Hulk. Yeah, he's a creep. Uh, yeah, he's really creepy about it. He He's one of her clients. Right. And he forces her to go out to dinner with her for some, some kind of business. Mm. And she gets there and all he wants to do is like talk flirty stuff and then and then she's like okay bye i'm billing you for the full hour yeah i fucking love jen <laughs> right i mean his 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 only motivation really is that it, he felt it as a misogynistic male he felt it unfair that she got these powers yeah and, and so he he just kind of wants to destroy her just because she's a strong female and that's yeah. really that's really all it is and and yeah. as a statement, I really enjoy that because as a statement for this movie, I enjoy it, um, how she handles that, you know, and, and what it's right. trying to say about, you know, empowering women. But yeah, as a, as a character, I'm just like, man, you were I just fucking the fucking worst. It. Yeah. Like, what yeah. are you doing? I think John Bass is good at doing that, too. Right, right. And yeah, he really, I, he really did a good job at being thanks, easily hateable. <laughs> There's also a lot of of other cameo appearances. Uh, you know, Megan right. the Stallion is in it. She plays a client that um, Jennifer is in. Forgot. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I already mentioned Tim Roth comes back as Emil Blonsky. Um, yes, which is hilarious because they're trying to make the Incredible Hulk movie even more canon. You know, even though Edward Norton is no longer <laughs> in the MCU yeah, and it's now I Mark know, Ruffalo, I, I thought that was funny. And I, uh, that was really the other thing really we talked funny. about before we recorded. I really enjoyed what they were doing with Emil Blonsky's character. They were really developing him, making him a good character. And then at it the really end, was. at the end of the show, they just kind of shit all over that development. And I was just like, just a little bit. Yeah. And I was upset about it. And, you know, they had the moment to, to make it better. And like you said before we recorded, Without spoiling anything, they had the chance to make it better, and they didn't, folks. No, it was, um, it was just it, that was part of the laziness of the writing. Mm-hmm. Was like they had a chance that just one conversation is all they needed between um, Jennifer and and Emil, and they just didn't want to do that. You know, they were wrapping it up; they didn't have the time. So they're just like, no, 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 we're just gonna slap handcuffs on you and send you away and make you out to be a bad guy. There is a funny post credit scene at the end of the last episode involving Emil. So I will, you know, stick around for that. It also involves another cameo appearance that appears quite a lot, and that's Benedict Wong. He's back. Yes. <laughs> he is back. He is the Sorcerer, Sorcerer Supreme. Supreme. <laughs> and uh, I do love that. I mean, I, I you know, too. I enjoy some of the humor that's come along as the, yeah. these shows have developed. And you know what? If they didn't do that, I feel like it would have just become so dull. Yeah. So repetitive mm-hmm. because I mean they are repetitive. I mean, like it or not, right? They are finding new and better ways to do it, but it's still the same story, right? And I feel over. like a lot of that might be the actors <laughs> themselves because they've played these roles for so long that right. they know these characters more and could yes. and can invest a little bit more humor into them. Because Wong yes. or sorry, Wongers, fucking beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wongers. I love Benedict uh, Wong in this. I know. Benedict Wong is just... He is fun in general, and I'm glad that he is in this universe because right. he does bring a lot of levity to it. Even even though Wong started out as such a serious character. Yeah. But even, even the comedy around that was great. 
I feel like he's honestly gotten to the point where he might have been in more projects in the Marvel Cinematic Universe than yeah. anyone else. <laughs> they like to pay him. They really like him. <laughs> and I like him a lot, too. And, and there's a lot of good humor with it. I also enjoyed that Jennifer even jokes that the show is becoming just a cameo thing. You know? Yeah. I will spoil if you don't if you haven't seen well, the show and you don't want spoils. Does. We will talk about one more cameo before we. They gotta know. They gotta know. You it gotta was know. Everywhere, man. Yeah, it was Charlie everywhere. Cox. He comes back Charlie as Matt Murdock, Daredevil. Uh, it's not his first return to the universe, but it it's is not. the first Daredevil return. I, that is uh, that is a a spoiler, I guess. But the they they've. The pictures of the suit are everywhere, guys. Right. Go check it out. It is a fun scene. I still suit, felt though. it was a little bit of shoehorned. It's a gross oh, suit. You don't please. like the suit? <laughs> I, I, ketchup and... As soon as she said ketchup and mustard, I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> In regards to him being shoehorned, I think they did a good job at making it make sense why he was there. But yeah, yeah. it does. It definitely did feel more like we need a cameo for this episode. Let's bring in Matt Murdock. In regards yeah. to the suit, I think the suit would work well if the colors weren't so muted. Because it's like, it's mm. a darker muted red and a darker muted yellow. Just make them bright red and bright yellow and I think it would work fine. I really do. Yeah. Well, I think it might also just be like this show. Mm. Because in in Hell's Kitchen, where everything is filmed in grayscale... Um, I think it would work really well. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like the mutedness of it is what really makes me hate the suit so much. Because it's gotcha. just like, it, it's based off of a comic book look. You know, it's, that is one the, of his more one iconic of the, I looks. I think it's the, one of the original looks. Yeah. And, and in that look, it's brighter. And that's why it works, yeah, is because true. it's bright colors. And now, honestly... Yeah. I think it all should. Also, I think it should just all be red. I don't think they should have fucked with the suit at yeah. all. <laughs> I agree. They could have done something else to make it different. Um, For real, if they really wanted to make a new one. But he's a he's another one that, um, especially in this show and in his other appearance and you know his other return to the MCU, uh, which we won't mm-hmm. give away in case you haven't seen it. You'll just you know walk blind until you find him. I guess, but. <laughs> I enjoy the. There's a lot more humor in his character in this show. They really, they really gave him a lot yeah. more levity. He's not the because that Netflix show was was dark. You know, it was, it was heavy. It yeah, I love it a lot. But it was it was dark and heavy, and there was a lot of grittiness to it. And in in his two appearances so far in the MCU, he has smiled a lot. He's cracked a lot more jokes. He's got to be more of a of a comedic ish character. And I like that. I like seeing Daredevil actually have a bit of happiness in his life. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And I also, uh, uh, spoilers, him and She-Hulk do get together romantically, and hell bang, yeah. Bang, bang, bang. I'm I mean, what, all for that, and all the memes <laughs> that have come out of that. Hell yeah. Yeah, there is like a high five moment that she has with Nikki over it, and it was pretty yeah. fun. <laughs> um, so... I do want to mention one more person before we do closing statements, uh, and that is the on-set She-Hulk reference. Uh, is the woman who uh, stood on sta- uh, on the set for the uh, film crew to 
that for the editors to later make it into Jennifer Walters as She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. And that is Malia Araya. And uh, I tried to look up how to pronounce your name, but I wanted to give you credit as well. Good work. Uh, I, I feel like the uh, transition between you and Jennifer was pretty fucking good from a gesture pa- standpoint. I do have some problems with the CGI. Yeah, everybody's um, got problems but, with the CGI. Yeah, but I think that body-wise, you did a great job acting to make the characters feel like the same person. Right. So, thank you. Yeah, and I guess I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the CGI to lead into my closing statement, because that's the biggest issue with the entire show. Is yeah. as as the writers mentioned throughout the you know throughout the scripts, they didn't have the same budget as other shows and movies of Marvel Cinematic Universe did, and yeah. so the the CGI of She Hulk looks pretty awful at times. Sometimes, yeah, and, and we and, knew this. We knew yeah. this would happen before it came out because they showed us the trailers, right? And they did make it a little bit better. But they could not have spent that much more money on it. No. And, and they even make the joke, too, because at, in the finale, She-Hulk, of course, as we mentioned, goes to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And there's a character there. Uh, w- w- his name is Kevin. Uh, we won't go into what Kevin is. But Kevin's just like, can you tra- transition back to Jennifer Walters? We don't have the budget for She-Hulk anymore. <laughs> he, even, he mentions that the visual, he says the visual effects artists have moved on to something else. And I was just like, oh, it was it was a good joke because it's it, it was just another shot at Marvel for just, you know, yeah. moving their people around. I mean, they got a shit ton of projects. I'm not going to say Marvel's doing this on purpose. They didn't do it, right. you know, for that reason. They have a lot of other bigger projects they want to focus on. But, yeah, it's like the, the, the effects in this are just not that, you know, not that good compared to what else Marvel has delivered. And... If that is the biggest problem with the show, then that's great because I think the show as a whole is really fucking solid. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed coming back every single week for it. The humor was great. Tatiana Maslany fucking killed it. She is hilarious yeah. and I'm very excited yeah. to see more of her. Yeah, I liked what this show did. I liked, liked what it did with the universe. I love how it empowered this, this female character and like helped her find herself. You know, and then like in her place in this in this cinematic universe, that's crazy. And uh, I give it three and a half stars. I think it's an easy recommend. Like if you if wow. you were yeah, if you're gonna watch, uh, if you were not gonna watch this just because you're like I don't know who She Hulk is and I don't care about the Hulks, well, fucking throw that out the window immediately because I think yeah, you'll enjoy this it. This is completely different. From, yeah, from that, and and that's just another thing that's great about this show is that it's about identity. Mm-hmm. And, and she she does break away from what it is to be the Hulk because right. she's being She-Hulk. Attorney and, at law. Um, attorney at law. That's right. It is a lawyer show. It's a comedy lawyer show that has superheroes in it. That doesn't. Uh, that at the same time, it doesn't get it doesn't get too weighed down in the law either. So like, That's if, you, right. if you hate those yeah. legal dramas, this is not a legal drama, but it is still no, a lawyer it's a show. Legal comedy. Yeah. Legal comedy. Legal uh, Okay. <laughs> so, I really enjoyed this show. Sarah also very much enjoyed it. We looked forward to it every week, uh, as you said as well. I, for that reason, want to give it a face and a half, but I think there's just so many issues that I had with it still that I'm just going to give it a face, mm-hmm. even though I highly recommend it. 
I really hope there's a second season, and I hope they can stop making jokes about their budget and actually have a budget. Right. That, I hope so, too. I really yeah. do. I also, like, I agree I want it to be a second season, but I also just want to see her in the movies, too. I want to see her in this world. Yes. But that's the thing. Like, when you introduce Deadpool and She-Hawk the way that they're presenting She-Hawk anyway into the rest of the character pool, what happens to the fourth wall then? I know, right? Yeah. I'm really hoping when they do Deadpool 3 that she's part of it and they just have a lot of, like, really weird fucking jokes about <laughs> it's it. It's like, yeah, they're like, wait, can you see them too? And she's like, wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, do you understand about Patrick Stewart? And she's like, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All uh, right. I will, I will uh, say that there are, if, if you're going to be a stickler about chronology... Um, there are some timeline issues with this show uh, because it does take place before Thor Love and Thunder and yet they make Thor Love and Thunder jokes. So if you're going to be that, I mean, honestly, oh. if, if you're going to be that kind of a stickler, you should just shouldn't be watching this shit anyways. Let's be honest. Yeah, these. Like, yeah, it's superhero movies, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. But no, I, I, I think it's an easy recommend. I think more people are going to have fun with it than they think they would. So I think so, too. So, thanks for coming. Yeah, we love you. Yeah, always yeah. love you. And uh, until our next TV TV talks, which is just around the corner, I am the Green Traveler <laughs> from Gorsh, and I am the Faceless Leon. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works Nineteen. Are you a fan of the show? feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.